Bread comes in many different varieties, but the only bread that nourishes our souls, hearts, and lives is Jesus Christ. Bread of Life is sponsored by the Bread of Life Fellowship of Boise, Idaho. You can contact us by calling us at 208-331-4096. That number again is 208-331-4096. Join us now for the Bread of Life. Here's Joel Van Hoogen. I want to begin our time together today by merely reading to you Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and I sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. In the passage that we're looking at, the author of Hebrews is calling us to live a life, a life of enduring, winning faith. And if you understand what he's saying here in verse 1, he's comparing this life to a race that we're to run, a race in which we are to outpace our own flesh and we're to outpace the world, and we're to outpace the devil who seeks our ruin and seeks to to draw us away from God's purpose and intent for our lives. It's a race to glorify God. But it's also, in this race of faith, a race that is intricately linked to a pursuit of winning others into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. You don't see this directly in the passage we're reading, but you draw it in from a number of other passages. This life of faith that we live, this race that we're engaged in, is also a race not only against the world and the flesh and the devil that would seek to divert us, and not only a race to run for the prize of the glory that's found in living for Jesus Christ, but it's also a race against time. Jesus said of himself that I must do the work of him who sent me while it is still day, for the night cometh when no man worketh. Here was the everlasting Son of God who had come to earth and had been upon the earth and he was aware of the transient nature of his life here on earth and that there was a limited amount of time for him to fulfill God's ordained purpose for him to be light to others and to bring others into the power of his gospel and into the life power of his gospel. It says, I must work while it is still day for the night cometh when no man worketh. And so there's a race here. It's a race to rush to the glory of God. It's a race against the world, the flesh, and the devil that would seek to distract us and turn us away from pursuing Him, but it's also a race against time. A race to use our lives to the fullest measure to bring others to Jesus Christ. That's what I want you to see, and I want to demonstrate that to you for a moment by looking at this picture that is put before us. As we run this race, we are given the Lord Jesus Christ as the central focus of who it is that we're to focus upon and who it is that's to be our example in this race that we're run. And if you'll see this, you'll see that the central focus of the life of Christ was winning others into salvation. So please note that as Jesus is placed before us as a supreme example, there are two words that are used here. He's called the author and the finisher of our faith. There are other translations of this text that will say that he is the captain and the perfecter of our faith. And actually the word captain there is probably nearer to the idea that's being presented when it says the author of our faith. 
The idea here is that he is the one who's leading in the faith. He's the one who's guiding the charge to live in the faith. He's the one who's out in front of the troops, you might say, rushing up the hill to take the hill by faith. And we follow after him, the captain of our faith, the leader of our faith, the Lord who guides us into the life of faith. When it says the perfecter of our faith or the finisher of our faith, what really is being placed before us here is the idea that the Lord Jesus has, in a very practical way, led us or demonstrated to us how faith brings us to the point of complete victory because he lived a life of faith that brought him to a point of complete and utter triumph and victory on our behalf. And so he shows us, he gives us an example, he leads us in a way that would bring us to the point of complete victory. He's the finisher of our faith or the one who shows us that perfect way of faith. Jesus lived a life of faith. That's the point here. He lived a life of faith and so is an example for us, the supreme example for us in that life. Actually, in John 5.19, this is what the Lord Jesus says of himself. In John 5.19, the Lord Jesus says, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do, for whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. John 8, 28 says something very similar. Jesus says this, I do nothing of myself, but as my Father taught me. I just do what the Father taught me to do. I follow where He leads me. In other words, Jesus is saying that He lived His life on earth with a faith that looked to the Father for everything. He is our supreme example. In this way, he's the captain that leads the way and he's the perfecter or the one who shows us the concrete or the wonderful conquering that comes in the life of faith. Now, having said all that, that he's the supreme example of our faith, I want you to note that in this passage, this life of faith that the Lord Jesus is both the captain of and the perfecter of this life of faith is directly tied to the work of bringing salvation to men. Jesus is here as the one who we're to fix our eyes upon because he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. In other words, he's accomplished a work of saving men, and now he's set down to receive the benefits and the blessing of that saving work. Is tied to that. Jesus spoke of this faith mission in his life on many different occasions. You might think of other verses than these. Jesus said in Mark 10, 45, that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That was his purpose. He came to seek and pursue the salvation of men. In Luke 19, 10, the Lord Jesus said to Zacchaeus, you might remember, after Zacchaeus believed in him and trusted in him, the Lord Jesus pronounced salvation over his home. And then the Lord Jesus said, And the Son of Man has come to seek and to save those who are lost. That's his mission. That's his goal. That's his purpose. Paul sums up this purpose of the Lord Jesus Christ, his faith mission, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15, when he says, It's a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ came in the world to save sinners. That's why he came of whom I am the chief. He came into the world to save sinners. Here's the point. Christ's life of faith that he lived on the earth following the leading and directing of the Father 
was a life lived in pursuit of reaching lost men and women and bringing them into reconciliation with himself and with God to save them, to save them from their sins, to save them from the punishment of their sins, to save them from destruction, to save them from this state of alienation from God and bring them to a place in which they're held by God and kept by God and they gain the life that God would give them, the eternal life that God would give them and they were reconciled to God. In the passage we're looking at again, this life of faith in verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 12 is compared to a race. It says we're to run this race, placing our eyes on Jesus Christ, who's already run this race of faith and carried it out, and we're to fix our eyes on Him and run the race as well. And it's compared to a race. And Paul actually gathers in, and by the way, as I may have noted a couple weeks ago, I think Paul's the one who wrote the book of Hebrews. And having this thought that Paul is the one who wrote the book of Hebrews, we can actually take an analogy like this of the race and see if Paul has ever used this analogy in any other place to learn about this life of faith. And he does. You find it in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And if you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27, you'll see that Paul compares this life of faith to a race. And a race that a person runs in order to win a prize. Let me read to you these verses, 24 through 27. Do you not know that those who run a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. That is, that he lives his life in such a way that it's all geared towards helping him be successful in the race. Now, They do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should have become disqualified. Paul, at the end of, I think it's 2 Thessalonians, but I might be mistaken, it might be 1 Thessalonians, speaks about the people that he brings to Jesus Christ as his joy and his crown. In other words, he's intimating that those that he brings to Christ are the prize that he wins in eternity for running this race, which is kind of interesting because now I want you to go back to verse 19 of 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And I want you to see here that as you read this passage, you might have in your mind that Paul is simply talking about being faithful to God and honoring God and being obedient seeking to be holy and seeking to know God and being consistent in your moral life and that this is the whole of the running of the race. But now if you go back to verse 19, you'll see that centrically included in this life of faith, this Christian life, is the pursuit of winning people to Jesus Christ. Paul writes in verse 19, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more, kind of like winning a race. And to the Jews I became a Jew, that I might win Jews. And to those who were under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who were under the law. And to those who were without the law, as without the law, not being without the law toward God, but under the law toward Christ. In other words, what it is, I don't live by the arbitrary laws of men. I live just in surrender to God's laws, but I'm sensitive to others that I might win those who are without the law. To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be a partaker of it with you. I want to 
partake of the glory of this salvation and the joy of this salvation with as many people as I can win to Jesus Christ and bring to salvation. And now he says, I run a race and I beat my body and I make myself, my body perform in order that I might be faithful in winning that race and running that race. And do you see here that this life of faith entails a mission of faith and it's to win as many as possible to Jesus Christ. So if we live a life of faith, you may want to say, well, that means I want to live a holy life. I want to live a life that is more and more instructed in the ways of Christ, and I want to know Him more and more, and I want to glorify God with my life, and I want to live a life of faith because I want to overcome the temptations of this world and of my own flesh and of the devil. And I want to overcome those things that bring destruction in my life and bring me down. I want my life to begin to develop an expression of a, an excellency that only God can give me. That's all true. But all of those things, this holiness, this growth in the knowledge of God, this pursuit of the glory of God, this desire to overcome temptations and live a life of moral excellency, all of these things are to serve a faith mission. And the faith mission is to bring more and more and more to the Savior Jesus Christ. That's the life of faith applied. And Jesus is our example. I'm so glad that you've joined us for this broadcast of the Bread of Life. Each weekday, it's our privilege to share with you the food from the table at the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. For a copy of this message or to learn more about our fellowship, call us at 208-331-4096 or go to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next broadcast, the Lord bless you.